You're listening to the Customer Service Secrets Podcast by Customer. All right, you guys ready for the fight? Here we go. We're going to be talking about the importance of visual context in customer service, customer experience, customer support. And to do that, we brought on two special people. We got Vikas Bombri from Customer and Wade Ratcliffe over at Stream. Wade, why don't you take just a second to introduce yourself? Hey, uh, thanks for having me on today. Uh, so I'm about 20, 25 years in the contact center world, and I'm excited about now that we've got everybody with smartphones in their pockets, uh, adding a visual layer to the contact center integration interactions when it when it makes sense. So we're we're here to help people accomplish that. Love it. Glad you're here, Vickis. Vickis Bambury, Gabe's partner in crime here, customer responsible for sales and CX, and yeah, me, you know, Wade and I have been around the contact center for a similar amount of time. I'm not at 25 years yet, but just crossed the 20 year mark. So uh, a lot has changed and I'm super excited to talk about uh, the visualization in the contact center. I think it's been a long time coming. Um, and I'm Gabe Larson. I am one year in the contact center space and very excited to be there. <laughs> this is this is, Gabe's, this is Gabe's way of kind of shortcutting his learning process. That's right. Like, That's right. Getting people like wait on and just you know, like it's it's like a you know in a Brit in like an abridged MBA. It is it absolutely is, man. That's that is the cheat code, and it's fun because I can jump I and I have a reason to be kind of a punk. So Wade, we want to start off in um, high level and say. I don't know if we agree. I don't know if I agree with you. I mean, why go visual? It's um, we have so many good channels right now. Phone. We have email. I mean, that's been working for a long time. Why do we need to kind of open up the kimono and introduce visual tools, ideas into the customer service process? Start big picture for us. Give us the why. Yeah, sure thing. So, I mean, I guess the first thing to to know is that you don't apply visual to every business workflow, right? So uh, there are times where, let's take uh, resetting a password, for example. It'd be crazy to have a visual layer for that. But if you have what is typically a 20-minute call to have somebody work through fixing their ice maker, for example, or walking them through their house to, um, to, to quote some services, uh, visual can take that 15 to 20 minute call and bring it down to just a, just five minutes. So uh, we're not out here saying it's the um, the perfect tool for every job. We're just saying that wherever you have to paint a picture with your words right. uh, using voice only, it's a it's a challenge. Because I mean, you're out and about. Give us your kind of big picture thought on just visualization in the in the customer service world. Sure, I've seen customers explore it, dabble in it. You know, over the last. I would say five to seven years in particular, but I haven't seen them. You know, you go back to them six months later. So how did that project go? Oh, we wound it down. Right. You know, it's, you know, a lot of it is, you know, and, and I think to Wade's point and maybe Wade, you can touch on this is, is kind of, you know, the success rate. The other, the other challenge Wade historically was also that the customer was on so many different platforms that it was hard for a company to say, okay, I'm going to adopt the technology and it's going to work for my, I, you know, just as a quick example, iPhone user and an Android user. And if somebody's on their iPad, right. And so that became a challenge. So how are, how have things progressed? Uh, obviously in the last few years. I love that. It's a lot, lot to unpack there. So we'll start with, uh, the fact that we're not out there pitching that you should do visual chat for this. So I, I, I what we found is that one way video, and two-way audio works best typically because you're both looking at the same uh, same thing. You're co-browsing the environment, if you will. You have a shared experience. And 
because if, if something's not working with the system that I just bought, I, I don't want you to see me with my cranky face on. And, uh, you know, the agent doesn't necessarily want to have people see them. Plus, uh, on a, the typical video conference call, I, if I'm seeing myself, I'm, I'm looking at me and not other people, right? So we're not focusing on the issue at hand. So one-way video is a great way to uh, accomplish resolving an issue. Second thing is on the fact that uh, – before we had some ubiquity and standards, you had to be on a certain platform, and that was a, a challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, now that more and more people have a smartphone, typically an iOS or Android, 90, 95% of the time, um, it, it's, it's a lot easier. Plus, we can go through the mobile browser as opposed to having to download an app. So these, um, you know, with HTML5 and the, the extra bandwidth that people have these days, uh, you, you can pull off a visual layer when it makes sense a lot, lot more easily. So wait, I think this is interesting because I think clients, when I was talking to them about this, because nobody, there's no playbook, right? It's not like, to your point, voice or chat that's yeah. been around for years and everybody. I think they were kind of dabbling in different things. I even had one customer that was like, well, I'm going to integrate Zoom into my experience. And automatically I was thinking about, as you said, the customer showing their face and does a customer want to show their face in this kind of interaction? And then the agent, there was actually pushback from the agents going, I don't want to show my face to, to the, you know, that look, I mean, you I know, we didn't even get ready in the morning, right? right. Yeah. You know, I mean, or, you know, or I may want to roll my eyes. Right. Right. Or, or yeah, exactly. I want, I want to show my expressions of frustration, like pull my hair out yeah, or something yeah. like that. So it's interesting. You, you guys have actually changed the conversation. I'm almost thinking about it. Like, you know, maybe I, am I thinking about this the right way where I'm on my phone and I'm just showing what I'm seeing not myself, and I'm not necessarily seeing the other person. Exactly. So you're seeing what you're seeing, and the agent is seeing what you're seeing as well. And now they can draw on your screen and kind of guide you around resolving an issue. Got it. So do you not recommend that? I got to do not recommend the kind of the face to face, or is there a time and place where someone would actually show their face from a customer view and the agent would show their face, or is that? To Vickis's point, nobody wants to do that, actually. Hey, there, there's a time and a place for it. Let's, let's say that uh, we're looking at your living room and talking about furniture, and we spent about 15 to 20 minutes so far talking about who you are and what you're about. You know, at some point, you can get that human connectedness by uh, applying some two-way video for a while. Mm. So I've seen your space. Now let's have a face-to-face -face conversation about how we um, go about ordering furniture for you, for example. So it's nice, like, like a lot of things in the contact center world, you kind of want to move your channel or have your channels work for you as opposed to you trying to make a certain channel work perfectly. Wait, I, I don't know if you've encountered this, but I, I tell you one use case that I think uh, was so brilliant was I had a customer uh, who was in the blinds business. Yeah. And if you don't know how many people botched the measurement of their blinds, you would be shocked, Gabe. Especially a guy like me who's like the anti-DIY guy. Um, to, to measure out, you know, end-to-end, -end, you know, how much blind width you need. And yeah, a length I can handle, but width is where most people mess up. And so what they were finding was the number of orders that they were having to go through so to your point, Wade, like video would have been great for them to actually say, show me how you're measuring this. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let me walk you through. Are you measuring from end to end or are you going from window to window or what it is? So 
that's one that I personally it's a perfect match and uh, yeah do, do, whether or not you're inside the window casing or outside the window casing that's, that's, those are very important things to know and uh, and what we like to, to see is that with that visual layer not only are you saving some time in that particular session but you're saving some downstream time as well uh, you're not having to send somebody out uh, which costs you, you know, a few hundred bucks every time you do it, or you, you're not dealing with a return because they bought it in a little bit too long, a little bit too short. So if you can save some of those downstream actions, such as truck rolls or returns, the, the visual layers really paid for. So. You know, it's, it's funny. Oh, go, go ahead. Because I was I gonna say, to... so, so am I oversimplifying this to think that in the, anywhere that I think of a world where there's a field service technician, it sounds to me like I'm not trying to say you're going to switch out the field service technician, but you guys could be a at least a level one, right? Like, let me try to walk you through doing it yourself yeah. before I send out a technician. And then you mentioned, I think another use case you mentioned was kind of the the home styling or interior design element, which kind of ties into the the blinds example. I get. Are there other industries that are yeah. using this kind of technology that we, you know, maybe doesn't come come to mind immediately? And you're like. Yeah, you know, share that with the audience. Sure. So anybody that does consumer goods that might have a little bit of complexity to them are very good. Uh, utilities are very strong because we can take some pictures of the outside of someone's home or, or building. And then when we send that field technician, they know exactly what they're getting into. They know what tools they have to bring. They know they have to bring a 12-foot ladder, those kinds of things. And they have a, uh, an approach into that home. So there's utilities are big, insurance companies, um, sometimes refinances and home appraisals. It's nice to walk a property and we can grab GPS, make sure we're talking about the property we're appraising as opposed to, you know, their, their rich aunt or uncle's house. And uh, it, if you've got a loan to value of maybe 20, 30, 40 percent, uh, you don't necessarily need to do an in-depth appraisal because there's so much equity in that home. So there's there's lots of ways that you can leverage. This, this I, I, it's interesting. I just oh, go ahead, Gabe. Sorry. Yeah. Check this one out. Wade. I don't know if you can see that on the screen, but I can. From um, custom, by Fatima, you've got some car features. So service um, centers, that's kind of different. Sounds like they're exploring that. Fatima joins us from. Dubai. Um, thanks for well, joining. One of the things we were thinking about was my wife didn't want to go to the dealership is, man, if you had a, a person in the dealership who could walk you through the features, functions, obviously you could do everything but test drive the car using a technology like this. Or as you were saying, realtors, we, we just, uh, I think our last show, Gabe, we had a, a guest who was moving from San Francisco to Denver and he said he bought the house sight unseen. Right. But imagine a realtor walking you through a home in Denver. So maybe other use cases for, for you know, this type of technology. Yeah, I want to stick with your, your, your dealership example for a moment. So let's say that they've actually bought the car and they're at home and they're trying to get their, their Apple CarPlay to work and they're getting kind of frustrated. They don't want to spend two hours of their day going to the dealership or interacting with people face-to-face. -face. Um, this would allow them to walk them through it. They've, they've learned something, they're empowered. Um, and... Uh, you, know, you, you get the, the issue resolved right then and there without tying up other people's time on the on their dealership too. I'm uh I'm I'm getting more and more excited. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, about seeing, this I'm seeing Vickers' eyes get big. I'm, I'm interested in why. It's I'm, been a, like we just started the show. It, it, it's it's been a long time coming. Yeah, and I think the the challenges as as Wade alluded to were the technology limitations. We didn't have ubiquitous devices where we could just say, "Here's a standard," right? We only have to support. 
and, and you know, now we only have to really support two main devices, no offense to Microsoft, but you know, it's, it's, it's Apple and Android, right? You don't have to worry about all these 15 different, you know, environments. And then I think what Wade's doing a stream is, is writing the playbook by how you do this. Cause like I said before, so many people were confused and it's like, well, do I do this? Do I show the agent? Don't I show the agent? Do I see the customer? Is the customer going to want to download software? That was another big issue in the past. We, we asked, them to download something so that seems to be no longer an issue so the hurdles are removing and now we can really have some fun with the, with the use cases absolutely yeah that wait um i, I want to get to the playbook but it, do you have a quick comment on this one from bruce i've seen zoom tends to perform better via app versus smartphone are you seeing the same yeah so when you're actually using the mobile app you actually can get inside some of the goodies of the uh, of the of the device so for example you, you've got a gyroscope and accelerometer inside that device so if i'm moving it around i can get an idea of depth and i can take measurements and it's a little bit snappier and those kinds of things yeah it's getting pretty exciting and when you're going through the browser via html5 you can't necessarily pull all that off so yeah definitely the app's a little cleaner if you want to do some real funky stuff. Uh, if you're just wanting to see what the person can see and co-browse their environment and draw on the screen, then um, then typically you don't need an app to do that. So do you, um, this playbook idea, I mean, we've hit some of the common hurdles that I think Vickis and you've seen over the years in the industry, but if you were coaching somebody now to start this journey, how do I start to think about visual? Is that, I mean, I've got to identify the use cases. I need to know I mean, you've talked about a little bit, any five-step process, some best practices as people start to take this journey you'd recommend? Um, I, if I were to go into a contact center, I'd say, what calls are long and frustrating on average if you if you type them? And then once you've typed those, you can start to listen in on them and say, where, where are people getting hung up? You know, it's very much like, you know, it was prior to video and you just... You prioritize, you run your Pareto charts, you pull out where your, your stickies and points are. And then... To my surprise, uh, video is so much easier to implement than I thought. You know, I thought it was be a big, complex thing and tough to do, but we're actually able to do integrations, uh, including integrations with, with the customer, um, like within an hour. And you can trial it and see how it works and kind of get your folks the right feel for it. Because they're... Um, I think how best to put it, but there are ways that you can communicate. Hey, are you on a smartphone? Hey, can I see through your camera that the agents get comfortable with to, uh, to allow for a, a smoother engagement. So, so to that point, what does the customer engagement look like? So I'm on the phone, obviously I have to be on my smartphone, uh, with a, with a contact center, I'm speaking to the agent and the agent says, Hey, you know what? It'd be super cool if you could just show me what you're looking at. And do they send SMS me a link that I hit the link and then it invokes it, Talk to me a little bit about the, sure the customer side of that experience. So a call comes in, they're having a discussion. Sometimes you have a power user that knows exactly what they want. They got a part, they need a replacement. You're not going to deal with that. But sure. you may have someone saying, hey, my, my barbecue is not lighting. They can say, well, what kind of model do you have? I don't know. It's a, it's a black one. And, and, and it's a little <laughs> it's kind of roundish. So they'd say, hey, are, are you on a smartphone? Yeah, most likely yes. Um, hey, would you mind if I look through your camera at, so we can see the same thing? And then once they do that... Um, they push a button from their agent desktop, and then that sends a text message, and they tap on that link on the text message, and then they have to say, you know, accept the privacy term saying, yeah, I can look through your camera for the next five minutes, and then, uh, then you're off and running. And you have that voice call still in flight, so you're never really abandoning, abandoning the voice call. Uh, you just add that visual layer, and they go, oh, you've got a 
XY2000. Uh, this is a common problem. Let's go down here and point to uh, you know where you want to wiggle. Ah, I love it. Like that. Very cool. How, how do you do you see it working with you know folks that maybe are having a, a digital or text-based conversation so chat or sms with an agent or is it yeah. primarily is the use case voice and that does a couple and it adds, adds something nice to it so yes absolutely chat's a perfect example you're doing a chat they say hey are you on a smartphone let's tap this link uh or you can send them a code if they're on something else and they can and they can go to a, a web page but uh, yeah, and what's neat about that is that now we can get the voice through stream as well. So if you wanted to do some analytics and, and, and do some crunching on what's being said and how it's being said, some transcription, you can actually run the voice and the video through, uh, initiated from a chat. Wow, super or cool. Or or email or you know, anything that's text-based. Um, I love the examples, Wade. Is there another example? I mean, you've talked more about the kind of the consumer products. Any other interesting stories or examples to kind of bring to light where you've seen this be very effective again maybe in a different industry that that you could share sure thing we we one of our use cases is pretty strong is a pro to pro conversation so you send a novice out in the field or you've got a contracting um, a, a contractor working for you we have a, a an airline that uses this to support their their technicians so a technician's not going to know everything about every plane in a, in, a, in a fleet so they can actually call a lifeline if you will and go back to the pro and their pro can walk them through a complex uh, resolution. Mm, got it, got it. And do you find, I mean, as people implement your solution or visualization tools, where, where do they then get hung up? I mean, you've made it sound too easy, no offense, but there's got to be a couple holes somewhere. What, where do people often be like, oh, shoot, I wish I would have thought of that, you know, or is it really as easy as you're saying it is? I don't mean to contradict you there, but it sounds pretty darn easy. Is there some place, is there some gotchas that, Bigger companies run into security, something like that, that you need to be thinking about? Um, well, most of the providers out there offer some pretty customizable security features. So you can don't have to store it here with us. You can store it on your own systems. They've got APIs where you can really operate at an atomic level to, to get rid of some of um, mm. you know, some, some of the things where you don't have the feature that you need. Uh, the, the, the biggest issues that we see uh, sometimes are like someone's screen lock is on and they want to turn it to the left and then you're looking sideways. Uh, just small things that people have, like when you're, when you're walking your, um, your father-in-law or mother-in-law through, a, through an issue with their smartphone. So sometimes those are somewhat challenging to, to work through. But, uh, you know, 80% of the time to 90% of the time, based on your customer demographic, it's quite, quite smooth. Got it. All right. Well, you can also email too, which helps. <laughs> you can't you can't run this on on on, on dial up. You know? Wait, are you are you seeing some of the traditional retailers like the the, the brick and mortar adopt this? Mm -hmm. And and I'm just thinking about now. I'm in a store. I'm in you know maybe a a, a DIY store like a, a Lowe's or, or or something like that. Or I'm in a sporting goods store and I've got a question about a golf club or you know a grip or whatever it is. Rather than having somebody, you know, a lot of times, no offense, people on the floor no longer really know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. They can have like a centralized group that actually knows what they're talking about. Absolutely. Are, are you seeing people adapt this to where cu customers in store can actually use this technology? Uh, absolutely. And, and I'm glad you brought up Lowe's because we have a press release out with them. They, they're, they're incorporating what we that do. That was not teed up. I just want the audience <laughs> to know I am not a shill. I did not get a check in the mail, though I, though I, glad, though I gladly accept them. But I did not know that. So that that's fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, so retailers do uh, – um, 
they're going to need to differentiate what they do, right? And um, Lowe's is a great example where someone's walking a floor, they got an issue, and this is not being done right now, but it's a great idea. Um, just have a QR code. Like if a, if a supplier wants to put a QR code up in there um, where their products are displayed, they could click on that and we could kick off a, uh, a video session. You can kind of walk through some how to use a particular tool or and those kinds of things. So that's, that's, that's a good idea. Plus a lot of retailers we see are doing actually some warranty work or first level warranty work for the, uh, for the OEMs. And this allows them to, to pull off some of that uh, without having to roll a truck. Like Lowe's would have to go out and fix a dishwasher, for example. Uh, wouldn't it be great if they could do it over the phone with video? Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm I'm sold. I'm I'm sold. <laughs> I think we could be using more video, uh, more visualizations in CX. I didn't think you'd be able to budge me over the edge, Wade. But the congratulations. Um, closing comments as we kind of wrap here, Wade. Why don't we start with you, and then Vickis, uh, we'll, we'll end with you. Um, thinking about, we talked about a lot, Wade. Any things you'd leave for the audience as kind of recommendations or leave behind? Um, give it a whirl. Uh, give it a shot. Uh, start small and see um, see what you can pull off use, using visual. It, uh, and, and thank you so much, Gabe and Vikas. I really appreciate the time to hang out with you guys and, and, and talk about what we're up to in the world. Absolutely. Vikas, you convinced or are you uh, still a doubter? I know you were a doubter to start. But no, no, look, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm excited. You can see the smile on my face. I was a doubter just because I've seen the challenges in the past, right? And you know, like I said, sometimes being a dinosaur. But I, I would say to the practitioners out there who are listening, they're probably like, oh, no. They just introduced another channel, right? <laughs> I just got my arms around Twitter or WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger. And now these guys, my boss is probably listening and he's like, we got to do video. But, you know, to Wade's point, dip in with the appropriate use case start out with those items that are most challenging your contact center agents today those long conversations the ones that are taking 4x your normal conversation dig into those see if video can be a solution to what your you know the customer is actually trying to solve for and i love how wade said if they're starting to you you know paint with words Let's use the visual. And I think that's a great way to tackle some very specific use cases to get your uh, foot in the door. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Wade, thanks for joining again. Fun talk track. I think you're hitting on something that, yeah, to because the point has been maybe around a little while, but it's taken some leaps and strides and it's starting to make some noise, I think, in the right places. So kudos to you and the stream team. Vickis, as always, thanks for joining for the audience. Have a fantastic day. All right. Hey, take care. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to hear more customer service secrets.